And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis D., and with me, as always, Awkward Colin and GeekCast Joe. And this episode of This Freaking Show is brought to you by Fire Pit Bar and Grill Piaton. If you're looking for a down-home country restaurant with great burgers, cold beer, a tremendous atmosphere, and live music you can enjoy, come down to Fire Pit Bar and Grill Piaton. You can find them on Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or on the website firepitbar.com. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, every Monday and Wednesday at Fire Pit, you can enjoy a burger and beer for just $6.99. I, I said it last night like four times. I'll say it again. That is a great price. for. I know, right? And the only difference between last night and tonight is that this tonight is actually going to be heard where last night was a huge bust and <laughs> didn't go anywhere at all. So, yes. um, Real quick before we get into what we're doing tonight. Um, it's so weird because I know we said all this stuff yesterday, but I'm going to say it again so all you guys can hear it. Last week we put out a podcast that um, I think we can all agree with wasn't probably our best. I would agree with that. Um, it's just, it was a lot of hours at work. It was a lot of hours of school that finally just kind of just built up into one exhausted ball. And we kind of just, I want to say we belly flopped pretty hard last week. Um, we didn't really stick to like our plans for the show as far as our freak weeks, um, promoting the, uh, pod, other podcasts, promoting the songs and everything. And, uh, for those of you who sat through that whole, uh, massacre, Hey, congrats. I'm proud of you. You know? You know, I gotta say it's gotta be better than Geely, because that's that fucking movie was a bore. Um, but we're gonna do better. We're definitely gonna do a lot better. And actually, uh, what we did last week kind of inspired us to make an even better show that kind of helped uh, make what we're doing tonight possible. Um, before we get into that, does anybody have anything they want to share? Anything new? Anything exciting? Uh, no. Nah. No? Perfect. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we want to take as much time as we can, so really quickly, we're going to promote a uh, podcast real quick, and then we're going to introduce our guest, and we're going to have a great time. So, real quick, uh, listen to this promo for the Jack and Nerd podcast. Do you ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? Do you ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd. Yeah, so check out uh, Jock and Nerd podcast. Uh, it's a good podcast. I listen to a few of the shows, and... They're, they're fun to listen to. It's great for a long ride if you need something to listen to. Speaking of great podcasts to listen to, um, we wanted to make this show special, a little more to it. Um, and I figured the best way we could do this is to have a fellow podcaster come on with us. Right? I mean, that's... Yeah, that, that makes sense right, to me. Right? right? Someone else talk. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, me. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would like to introduce you the host of Geek Dig Pod, uh, Clint. Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? Excellent. Good. Welcome. I'm doing good. Clint, thanks for coming on. Uh, real quick, uh, would you like to tell uh, kind of everyone uh, a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I uh, live here in the Chicago area. 
uh, out in the uh, suburbs, and I do a lot of podcasting, a lot of gaming. Uh, I work for Redbox doing tech support. So, you know, I'm pretty much just a big geek surrounded by a bunch of big geeks and doing a bunch of big geek stuff. Well, nice. That's perfect, because I think then you'll get along with uh, Geek Cash Joe fairly well. Probably. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sounds like it, anyway. Oh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so what we want to do with this show, and uh, like I said, I mean, we got we got a lot of time. So, I mean, I want to really get in depth what we're doing. But basically, uh, to get an idea of what we're doing is um, each of you, uh, Awkward Colin, Geek Cash Joe, and Clint. Um, Clint, I'm going to call you the Vengeful uh, Jedi. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. That's, cool. that's I, I like, actually what everybody pretty much calls me. <laughs> cool. I'm going to call you the uh, Vengeful Jedi because I want to I want to incorporate that into our show because I'm a big fan of nicknames. Because like uh, fucking Succotash said, everyone likes to hide behind nicknames. So, you know, I still hate those fucking people. <laughs> They're our arch nemesis podcast. They don't really know it. Yeah, they have no idea. <laughs> have you ever heard of Succotash, by the way? Just curious. No. Okay, awesome. I was, I was waiting for you to say, well, actually, my best friend's the host of that. But um, it was just a podcast. I kind of just pulled a bunch of podcasts together and badmouthed the shit out of them. I'm sure they didn't do it, like, in a way that they wanted to disrespect them. But they did it. It hurt my feelings. And I'm a bitter person because of it. Um... But, yeah, so we hide behind nicknames, I guess. But, anyways, beyond that, we're, we're getting to fun, adventurous times now. Uh, basically, what we're doing on this show tonight is we're taking three um, animated Disney movies, original Disney movies. And what we're doing is we are casting the live-action, or, yeah, casting the live-action characters. We're going to change the plot line of the show, or of the movie, and then we're going to give it, like, a new title. For example, um... Alice in Wonderland, you know, we're going to recast the character. We're not doing Alice in Wonderland, but per an example, if you will. Uh, you would change the title of it to be like Alice in Wonderland, The Final Tea Party, uh, Alice in Wonderland, The uh, Last of the Mad Hatter, examples like that. Um, uh, so what we're doing tonight is um, uh, Geekesh Joe is doing P- Pinocchio. Vengeful Jedi will be doing The Hunchback in Notre Dame. Dame, Dame, Dame. What what is it, Dom? Probably a star. Uh, I think we're in America. You can say Notre Dame. Notre Dame, and oh, no, but it is French, so it is technically Notre Dame. But I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I'm gonna say that. Perfect. No, Notre Dame, and uh, Aqua Khan will be doing Aladdin. Yeah, that's me. That's that's Aqua Khan right there. Um, but like I said, we got enough time on this podcast. Uh, literally drove through the beginning as quick as possible because I would love to get in this discussion. And, uh, you know, while we're doing this, towards the end, you know, we could sit there and kind of, like, throw our ideas on, like, you know, hey, I like that person, but what about this person, so on and so forth. Sound good to everybody? Yep. You bet. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, um, Jedi, I don't want to throw you right into it. I want to actually want you to go second. I would like uh, Geekash Joe to go first. You betcha. Awesome. I was actually hoping to not go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tried. To, I tried to work because I know Colin doesn't like going first. Colin's more of a last kind of guy because he is best for last, of course. Yay! <laughs> and and at the same time, I didn't. I didn't just want to throw you right into the fire. You know, I like to. I like to warm up that pan first. You know. Sounds good. Perfect. So, uh, Joey, um, we are looking at uh, Pinocchio. So. Who is your uh, live-action cast? 
All right, my live action cast. Uh, and I, di- I didn't know how deep we were supposed to go into this, so I, I went to the IMDb, IMDb page mm-hmm. and just picked the, the named characters and, and chose all of them. Um, my Pinocchio is uh, Isabel Allen. Uh, she was the little girl who played young Cosette in Les Mis. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm, I recast my, my Pinocchio is female. Uh, just getting it out of the way right now. Um, okay. My my Geppetto is going to be played by Gary Oldman. I like that. Nice. I like that. Uh, Jiminy Cricket is played by Andy Serkis. Who's Andy Serkis? Uh, he was the guy who did Gollum in Lord of the Rings and all of the Oompa Loompas in the recent Willy Wonka movie. And also okay. Supreme Leader Snoke in... Uh, uh, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah, brain yeah. fart. I like I like how I googled circus as in like a carnival circus, and <laughs> it brought the guy up automatically. Anyways, <laughs> I bet that's a really common thing. <laughs> um, let's see here. As for my oh, and, and the blue fairy, who I actually also think is a villain. But anyway, uh, I, I decided to mix that up a bit too, and I went with Jennifer Hudson. Um. I was thinking Amy Adams, but then I thought my cast needed to be a little more diverse. So, now uh, real quick, why why did you decide to go with a female for Pinocchio? Um, that uh, because I've decided my uh, my subtitle, uh, my, the name of the name of my Pinocchio movie is Pinocchio, Queen of Lies. And for that oh. to work, I I needed to have a, a female Pinocchio. So. I imagine that what she does is she likes to to tell lies that cause her nose to stab people through the heart. She's very villainous, Pinocchio. <laughs> so so where so where are we rating this? Uh, is this an R-rated uh, movie then? Uh, PG thirteen. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Who else did I? Oh, uh, and then my two villains. Um, uh, Jay Worthington Fowlfellow, who was the, uh, in the animated version, he was the uh, wolf who was kidnapping children and selling them to Stromboli. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him played by Michael Kelly, who is the, uh, uh, he plays Doug Stamper in um, House of Cards. Uh, he's a very creepy looking dude, and I think he'd pull off the role really well. Uh, and then my Stromboli, uh, based largely on his performance in the uh, Daredevil TV show on Netflix is uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Gotcha. So gotcha. nice big guy, very villainous. <laughs> All right. Did you uh, did you happen to cast the um, the uh, kid that uh, Pinocchio got drunk with? Yes, um, Asa Butterfield, um, who played the 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 role I know him from is Hugo. Um, which came out a few years ago. And he was also Ender in Ender's Game. Oh, I didn't... Now that you say that, I recognize him. I haven't seen that movie. I saw it. It was okay. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the book, but I'll save that comparison for later. So <laughs> <laughs> right. So now, so now, you're, now we're looking at the fact that uh, with Pinocchio, with your rendition of Pinocchio's live action now... Um, they Pinocchio, the female Pinocchio, intentionally lies to make her nose grow longer to kill people. 
Yes. Okay. Where does Jiminy Cricket fall into this? Um, I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good question. I know, right? I'm throwing, I'm throwing these out there. That's okay. Just think about it as I keep, uh, keep asking questions. You bet. Okay, perfect. All right. Now, are we still keeping the whale scene? Oh, yeah. Is Geppetto going and searching for her? Does he know what she's doing? Um, I'm going to say yes, he is. Oh, man. See, now I'm... You're making me rethink this whole thing in a way that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, 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 no! Don't, don't rethink it. Don't rethink it. We're we're gonna build off of it, and we can do. No, this no, no! Thing, I know. Right? I'm just like, well, now, now I'm thinking like, would it be better to do a like a version of Pinocchio that's basically Pinocchio but like taken, but with like a really inept dad, uh, like Geppetto versus uh, Liam Neeson's. Could this be? And, I, and I, I'm not. And it just can. It literally just popped in my head. So I don't want you to change anything. But I'm just asking. Could this be a movie where she started out as a real girl <clears throat> doing villainous things, and she is Ooh. cursed by becoming a puppet? Yes, I really like that a lot. Right. And uh, and, then, and then she has to do good. She has to be better to turn back into a real girl. And maybe I really Jimmy. Like that. Jimmy Cricket's the one that turns her into that puppet because that's her conscience. I, I like that. Well, maybe he doesn't turn her into it, but he he definitely helps her turn back into a real girl. What if Geppetto turned her into it? He's like a wizard or something like that, you know, like or like maybe just a just an evil dad or just a dad who's fed up, and he does something and he may, he asks for the wish, make my daughter better, make her a better person, because deep down he knows what she's doing, and then mm. the fairy comes in and turns her into mm. a wooden female puppet, and then here that. comes Geppetto, here comes Geppetto, you know, showing her the way to be better, and then unfortunately, you know, she does lie and her nose does grow. You know, and like she's not doing good, so she's not becoming. Then she goes out and she gets drunk with this kid, you know, which is another bad thing. You know, I don't know if you keep the whole turning into a donkey thing, but I mean, maybe, you know. I don't know, yeah. I... You know, and then wow. somewhere down the road, Geppetto gets like kind of fed up with it, a little upset by it, by what? Because he, he made her, you know, it's his fault, it's his wish to turn her into this. Now he has to go out and find her. That's fantastic. Here comes the whale scene, you know? That's really good. I really liked it a lot. Right? This should be a movie now. <laughs> I'd watch this. I would watch. Yeah, I would watch this. Yeah. Oh. One thing I would. One thing, in my opinion, that like as far as uh, Jiminy Cricket, I think I would cast Martin Short. Yeah. You know, he is the most Jiminy Cricket-looking person on the planet right now. Yeah, I guess. I, I think you're extra. Uh, Wait, Martin yeah. Short. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. I was thinking Martin Freeman when you said Martin Short. Let me. Mm. Got that uh, Joe Fasia going on. Oh, I see that too. Yeah. He's very leprechaun Yeah. But I do, I do like Gary Oldman for um, Geppetto. I think that works out perfect. Yeah, he looks like it in my head for some reason. Right? You get, can't you see him with like a little top hat and a cane and just doing mm-hmm. his thing? Um, what about you guys? You guys, anything uh, anything you remember from Pinocchio that we could kind of like alter to make work in this movie? I'm trying to think of Pinocchio's story. I mean, obviously, I know the back background telling lies. What what year are we looking at for this uh, this recreation? Because um, obviously, the original yeah. Pinocchio was what back in like the 1940s? Uh, something. 
Yeah. How was it? So like older, older. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's an old story. Um, I don't know. You know, in my head, like the way I'm picturing it, it feels like it's a 1930s setting, like New York 1930s instead of uh, Italy and 15 whatever. Hmm. Uh, so the story begins in Tuscany workshop. See, it doesn't give a year though. Yeah, I forget exactly. I think based on the clothing in the animated version that it was like 1580-something. But I can't okay. remember everything. Okay. Fun fact, uh, Pinocchio uh, made $84.2 million at the box office. Jeez. And it only took $2.2 million to make it. I'm so fun, fun fact there. It cost $2 million to make it? Yep. In 1940 money? Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> players later transformed into donkeys. I can't wrap my mind around that. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, anyone have anything else to add to Pinocchio's live action movie? No. All right. Uh, no. Joey, what what did you say like this was called? Uh, Pinocchio, Queen of Lies. Cool. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'll mention it now. Um, as soon as we're done discussing all this and everything, I'm putting up a Twitter po- or a Twitter poll, and uh, we're going to have um, uh, Twitter, I guess, uh, vote on which movie sounds uh, most entertaining to them. Nice. Yeah, so I thought that would be a little fun thing to do. Um, Joey, good job. Um, I liked it. I like the cast. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, that that would be a movie I would watch, and I would enjoy that. It's definitely improved <laughs> by the group. Yeah, right, right. Because we're we're a team here, you know. I want to be a team, and we're becoming a great team here. We're becoming uh, film creators, I guess. We're creating films right now, because this see. movie will be made in like five years by somebody else who came up with the idea on their own. Right. By listening to our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Mr. Vengeful Jedi, would you like to uh, discuss uh, Hunchback and Notre Dame? Sure. So my uh, remake, uh, we're calling it the Hunchback of Notre Dame Festival of Souls. <laughs> I like it already. And I decided to... Add a little bit into the uh, into the backstory of Quasimodo, uh-huh. just a little bit, you know, just to you know make it a little bit more plausible. Um, as far as cast, uh, we have as the as the Archdeacon Claude Frollo, uh, we have Sam Witwer, uh, who. If you guys watch Once Upon a Time, he's uh, Mr. Hyde. Oh, fantastic. Um, he was uh, Aiden Waite in Being Human. It was Doomsday. Yes. In Smallville. Yes. And in the like in the animated uh, Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, um, he's voiced Palpatine in The Force Unleashed. He, voiced, uh, he was the guy that voiced uh, Darth Vader's Apprentice. Magnificent. Yeah, uh, he had a he had a small role as one of the army privates in the mist, but 
he, you know, he can pull off that, that, you know, that sort of charismatic, but yet has that, you know, dark evil side. And I just immediately envisioned him for the role. Fantastic. Um, as far as Quasimodo, I'm going with a bit of a dark horse selection here. And I'm picking Freddie Highmore, uh, who is uh, Norman Bates in Bates Motel. Nice. Along, you know, and a lot of people remember him from, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Finding Neverland and, you know, is, like, the cute little kid and all those. But now that he's all grown up, especially if you've seen him in uh, Bates Motel, he's not so innocent. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. And I think he can pull off what I'm hoping for this character. Um, you actually have... Uh, we're actually going to see Quasimodo's father in the beginning, uh, who's going to be Christopher Maloney, uh, who was in Oz. He was a uh, stabler in Law & Order SVU. Uh, for our Esmeralda, uh, we have Zoe Saldana, who's currently nice. most known for uh, Uhura in the uh, latest Star Trek movies. I considered her for my fairy... Ah, nice. I was actually having a toss-up between her and Natalie Portman, but I felt that Zoe Saldana was a little bit more authentic to to the role that I was, right. you know, going for. Um, for, like, the Gargoyles, I actually made them women, and they're actually human Ooh. in this one. Nice. Uh, you know, sort of like henchmen evil companions and uh so they are victoria helga and laverne uh who will be played by charlize theron olivia wilde and lana paria um again for people who watch once upon a time lana paria is uh regina mills uh, she was also in uh, Boomtown. She played Teresa Ortiz, and she was uh, Angie on Spin City. Gotcha. And I'm kind of in love with her, so I had to throw her in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Captain Phoebus, I actually went with The Rock. Ooh. There we go. Can't have a Disney movie about The Rock anymore. Nope. Yeah. And then, just as random guards, I have Terry Crews, <laughs> Ving Rhames, and Vin Diesel. Nice. But they're more unnamed. I just threw them in there because it would be funny to watch them falter. And I, I didn't get to write out the sequel yet, but they're, they, they'll have a role in the sequel. That's amazing. <laughs> So the story is going to begin with the birth of Quasimodo. Um, mm. And, you know, at, we're going to get little flashes here and there. Um, basically, uh, Quasimodo's mother was, uh, you know, beaten and abused by her alcoholic husband, a.k.a. Christopher Maloney. Uh, she actually dies during uh, childbirth. Um, but at, w once you get to look at Quasimodo, you know, you see that he's you know, deformed and everything. And, you know, chances are he took a few lumps during, you know, his right. mom getting beaten and stuff. Um, 
he refuses to have, you know, he takes one look at the kid, refuses to have anything to do with him, tells the doctors, just do whatever the hell you want with him. Uh, of course, they can't just leave him to die, Hippocratic Oath and all. Right. So, so they give, so they bring him and uh, deliver him to the doorstep of St. Jude's Church, with St. Jude being the patron saint of desperation and hopeless cases. Right. So, you know, years later we skip ahead and we see uh, Archdeacon Frollo. Uh, the annual Festival of Fools is approaching, and, you know, he's really getting into the festival because it always brings a lot of attention and, you know, a little donation, a little money into the church. Uh, except he's got some extra plans for uh, this year's festival. He wants to incite a series of grisly murders to help drive the townspeople to seek sanctuary at the church Mm. because there he can sort of rally everybody together and he plans to use a message of dissension to basically tear the town down to its foundation and be the one right there to help rebuild, you know, and just sort of be its leader. Nice. Maybe acquire some more land for the cathedral. Yeah. I dig that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking, like, religious cult grounds on, like, a massive scale. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like, a, like an evil Pillars of the Earth. Something like that. But then, um, of course, what's his chosen weapon? Quasimodo, the creature that he's hidden, you know... In the corridors beneath the church since, you know, since he first arrived on the doorstep. Um, You know, kept isolated and, you know, he he doesn't know any better, but he, you know, obviously the archdeacon's telling him, you know, look, you're, you know, you're like my son, but I'm doing all of this to protect you. And I kind of kept that element from the original movie. Mm Mm-hmm. just for the dynamic of the relationship. Um, but, you know, a- a- as we see Frollo starting to put his plans together, um, you know, he he sends out Quasimodo to commit the first of the murders. Uh, first, uh, the and he's got specific targets. It's not just a random, you know, person. Uh, the first... Uh, we see a prostitute getting it on with her John (laughs) and they're going at it so intensely that neither one notices Quasimodo come in there, uh, slits the guy's throat, punches her in the face and knock her out. Then he cuts off the dude's slung and shoves it down her throat and like chokes her. Holy moly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. I like um, it. Though. No, keep going. Keep going. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. So then we're going to cut immediately to murder number two, mm-hmm. who was just a dancer in the troupe that was set to perform at the festival. Um, and I actually should say that this is around like the later in like 19 teens, 1920s. Okay. And back then a lot of women used a concoction of, of vinegar, chalk, and arsenic to help whiten the skin. Oh, yeah. And, 
what Quasimodo does in this case is he adds pretty much an extra lethal dose of arsenic to the concoction. So just totally poisons her. Nice. And who discovers this body other than uh, our, you know, our young gypsy type dancer Esmeralda. Nice. And after going to the authority, she feels that the only place where she can go right then to just to seek some sanctuary and solace is the church. So she goes and Quasimodo is back and he's there and watching her within the walls and he's immediately smitten by her and, you know, you know, he starts, you know, feeling lonely again and wants to, you know, wants to be with her and decides that the, that the only way that he's going to get to keep her and be with her is to find a way to pin the murders on her to get her to want to flee. And then he can offer her sanctuary. So, you know, she's roaming the ground. She discovers, you know, and Quasimodo's trying to figure out, you know, how he's going to, you know, approach her and try to figure everything out. But what he didn't expect is, you know, she starts wandering around, finds like a hidden door that brings her down into the, you know, into the little caverns or corridors, you know, whatever you want to call them, where he's at, comes across him, you know, which, you know, he doesn't know what to do. He's, you know, but he does reveal himself to her and, you know, she's, she's initially scared, but she eventually takes pity and, um, you know, she, she follows him into, you know, into his little, like sanctuary where he stays uh, after some time together. Uh, she, she wants to leave, you know, but she's promising, you know, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, I'll come back and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll have more time. Um, only from all of the years of mistreatment and isolation and, you know, sudden fear, he ain't letting her leave. Uh He just snaps and he ain't going to let her leave. So, you know, she's, you know, trying to push away from him and everything. And, you know, he tries to grab her and he's trying to subdue her and he accidentally strangles her to death. Oh, nice. So then Frollo goes to check on Quasimodo and discovers Esmeralda's lifeless body. Um, uh, he and Quasimodo get into this major confrontation and Quasimodo is just, you know, still filled with rage and just snaps and he's not going to let anybody else just keep him captive and isolated anymore. Just kills Frollo, just repeatedly bashes his head into the stone wall, you know, and wow. it just pretty much explodes like a melon. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've given this a little bit of thought and I've seen one too many horror movies. I, just, so. I, I love food. So I'm digging the comparisons here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, you know, he's going to leave his confinement and he decides that he wants to join the world above and 
find his companion. And that's actually as far as I got with the story. So I, I, I didn't even get to incorporate my three hot chicks yet. <laughs> wow. I did. Now, uh, now, quick question. Uh, well, actually, quick fun fact. Uh, budget of the movie was $100 million. Box office, 325 mil. So, Hunchback uh, No Dime did pretty good. But I, I have a quick question about casting. If still alive, would you have casted um, Alan Rickman as the judge? Ooh, that, that's who I that's who I thought about when I first like you know said we should do Hunchback of Notre Dame or Notre Dame. I was like you know what if still alive I think Alan Rickman would have played a good judge. I like, I mean like I I totally would have put him in and honestly he was my first choice for uh, for Archdeacon Frollo. Really? But because I was I was trying to keep with people who were you know who were still alive. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like if alive, it's just like I mean like when I think of Judge from Hunchback, I think very similar to how he played Snape. You know, it's just like it's just yeah. like kind of dark gloomy. Yeah, but I mean obviously no, we want to stick to people still alive. I mean if anything, you know, you know, that's you know it's more realistic that way for when these movies do get made because we are so fucking good at this. Oh yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, dude, I, I, I liked it. Um, it was detailed, and I mean, it definitely is not like. And to anyone who loves Disney movies and feel that we're butchering them with our concepts of it, chill out, okay? You know, because yeah. they're. I mean, <laughs> these are movies that I would listen, that I would go and watch. You know, especially the whole, you know, chopping the dong off and uh, force feeding it to a passed out hooker. Right. I mean, how often do you see that in a movie? You know. Is that public domain yet? Can we make that? <laughs> yeah, th- this needs to be a thing. We need to investigate this. <laughs> and and no and no, I left it on a, a bit of a cliffhanger with room for a sequel. It could end that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it it could just end and just be done that way. You know, kind of like the first Matrix. Right. But if if need be for a sequel. You know, then it starts off with him in the world, or it can follow like that immediate moment, like uh, Halloween Two, where it starts off with like bringing Jamie Lee Curtis to the hospital from that first night. Mm-hmm. You, you could just pick it up right there, or or it could just be done. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I I think I think leaving a cliffhanger like that to continue on a sequel from that point would be perfect and I, I and that's why i like more about sequels you know like i like a sequel that continues from that point not like two years later four years later five years later 20 years later like dumb and dumber but you know it's like it's like that moment like like from there until there you know that's what i like um anyone else uh, have any ideas or thoughts or any casting ideas or anything um, I do not. He actually did a really good job. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and you gotta follow that, Colin. I know. <laughs> okay. And we uh, that was called a uh, Hunchback uh, Notre Dame Festival of Souls. Yes. Perfect. Colin, you're up with Aladdin. <laughs> okay. So. Now be gentle. Aladdin's my favorite. <laughs> it's completely different now. It was your favorite. Hey, who knows? It may still be after this. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll name off my cast first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Aladdin, the Stolen Son. Ooh. Now, is that S-O- son of S-U-N or S-O-N? Uh, S-O-N. S-O-N? <laughs> yeah. Um, Aladdin is going to be played by Ezra Miller. Um, nice. He's from Perks of Being a Wallflower. And yes. that's, that's, I know he's in other movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the uh, Flash coming up here. Is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, the future Flash. Um, Jasmine is going to be create, uh, played by Kristen Bell, which mm-hmm. we should all know who Kristen Bell is. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeannie will be played by Anthony Hopkins. Mm. Uh, Salted is going to be played by Christopher Walken. And <laughs> Jafar will be played by Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it, it, Aladdin's not what you think he is. He's um, he's actually the Sultan's son, <laughs> who is. Now I know I'm probably gonna get heat for this, but uh, he's mentally handicapped. I mean, to the extreme. Oh wow! And okay, he talks to his faithful sidekick uh, Abu, which is a potato. <laughs> um, wait, wait! Did you just say a potato? <laughs> a potato. Uh, Kristen Bell is actually uh, the Sultan's secretary. Uh, oh wow! Nice <laughs> for for him. Um, Jeannie Anthony Hopkins is an old homeless guy. Uh, and Iago is Jafar's pet rat. That's tremendous. So. This is, uh, wow. You went sucker punch with this. <laughs> uh, I, I like, I like how the guy from Silence of the Fucking Lambs, <laughs> this fucking movie. To okay, so it's it starts out with uh uh oh, and so you know, the salt and Christopher Walken is a billionaire businessman. This all takes place in the city of New York. Um, <laughs> um, and because of Aladdin's unique personality, uh, Christopher Walken Walken doesn't really talk about his son and so many people do not know about his son (laughs) um so what happens is (laughs) aladdin is out one day out on the balcony of their high-rise building and talking to abu the potato (laughs) and is looking down on the streets of New York and there's a parade that's going on and has all these different kinds of floats and all that (laughs) Um, and you're talking about a really big high rise so he can't really tell what any of the things are (laughs) 
but <laughs> he sees a green uh, float or like giant balloon blow up thing that they do at the floats uh, go by and he he's decides that he wants to have that <laughs> so while the Sultan Christopher Walken is in his business meeting he goes out he sneaks out of the building and uh, the security guards I mean they notice him leave but they don't know who he is but they're just kind of like happy that he's leaving <laughs> um, <coughs> so because they think that he's just some stranger that walked into the building uh, so he Aladdin goes out chasing after uh, this float which is by the time he gets down to the street level the float's gone and he ends up I mean he's still looking around for it everywhere and he's completely lost nobody's paying attention to him and uh, <laughs> Jafar uh, well Aladdin ends up on, down on the subway train of uh, New York <laughs> where uh, coincidentally he runs into Jafar played by the one and only Gary Busey which and, makes uh, me laugh a lot by the way <laughs> uh, I thought about Gary Busey for Geppetto <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I said I mean as we know in the original uh Aladdin, Iago is Jafar's like sidekick parrot. Um, Gary Busey is actually keeps uh, a pet rat in his torn up trench coat uh, that he just talks to and has conversations with. <laughs> um, what comes to find out within the story is Jafar is the Sultan's um, pretty much black sheep brother that they don't want anything to do with him because he's kind of a uh, nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, Jafar notices Aladdin and he instantly knows who he is because they're family. Uh mm -hmm. Talks to Aladdin and basically gives himself, or I guess, gives confidence in Aladdin to trust Jafar <laughs> as, uh, to, yeah, trust him and listen to what he has to say and all that. <laughs> and what ends up happening is basically. Aladdin gets Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> For those that don't know, it's where when you're kidnapped, uh, you start basically, I guess, believing the kidnap or trusting, trusting the kidnapper, yeah, trusting your kidnappers and basically you almost think they're family. I mean, there's cases where you can believe that they're actually family, depending on the situation that you're in. You trust them. You listen to them. <laughs> and um, <coughs> what happens is 
this happens. Jafar takes him to his abandoned storage warehouse where the homeless people live. <laughs> and uh, Sultan realizes after his meeting that his uh, one and only special son has gone missing. Gotcha. He found. Uh, Kristen Bell, Jasmine, <laughs> who is at the front of the uh, top floor with the Sultan, sitting at the front of the floor by the elevator, who take the, is the secretary for him. Uh, she obviously knows who he is because of the working so close with the Sultan. Mm-hmm. Is then uh, the Sultan ask Jasmine to for a task to go and search for her his son, <laughs> um, and not to let anybody know who he is because they don't want it getting out and uh, ruining the business. <laughs> um, she's like the hipster style uh, girl and she she agrees to it she asks she uh, demands a significant bonus for having to do this because he couldn't keep track of his own son Mm -hmm. and the way he treats him uh, to find Aladdin and she, oh, and Jasmine is the one with the magic carpet in this. <laughs> and, Does it match your magic drapes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Her magic carpet is actually one of those electric skateboards. If Ooh, you've seen one nice. of those. I have. Um, so that's how she just cruises around town in between the traffic and all that. And she goes to uh, uh, just drives around town asking around if they've seen they don't he doesn't she doesn't explain who he is just characteristics of him and stuff Mm -hmm. while all this is happening Jafar is uh, like I said building confidence in Aladdin to trust him and all that and has Aladdin start doing these tasks of just the petty thief stuff, robbing the small stuff and all that. Um, but ends up taking a bigger eye to try and rob the Sultan himself. His uh, brother uh, wants to... Um, steal his basically a giant diamond that he has on display in his uh, conference room. <laughs> um, <laughs> pardon me for coughing. Uh, mm-hmm. So while what ends up happening is while Aladdin's out actually doing these small time jobs for Jafar, uh, 
Belle's actually hearing, hears while she's roaming the streets on her electronic skateboard that some weird guy talking to a potato is has been breaking into places and stealing stuff. <laughs> uh, so what ends up happening is uh, she just is following the clues and ends up one time actually because uh, there's been a pattern of how of what's being stolen and stuff so she figures out what will possibly be stolen next and ends up sitting out there and sees him breaking into it well she ends up following him back to Jafar's place <laughs> um, and overhearing uh, the plan to rob the sultan and steal from him uh, so she figures a plan is going to be <laughs> uh, to wait for um, him to go do this but while she's sitting there waiting the homeless guy who's played by Anthony Hopkins rolls up and uh, he says I mean he, he says his name is Genie which is he's just a crazy old man on the streets uh, that calls himself Genie and like yeah I could get you anything you want blah 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 basically like one of those guys in prison that like hey you need this talk to me I'll get you for you right <laughs> uh, totally so he, he's one of those guys <laughs> um, has a way of getting you things that you need nice so the uh, Jasmine becomes friends with Jeannie and they they travel around together um, while Aladdin does these, does these other small time jobs and uh, Jasmine's obviously on her electronic her electric skateboard while Jeannie uh, pushes uh, sits in his homeless or in his shopping cart while she pushes him around uh <laughs> And then it ends up where he finally Aladdin finally goes to do the main job and break into his dad's uh, business. And while they're breaking in, um, Jasmine goes and tells uh, – because she has the clearance, she goes up and tells the sultan before he – uh, before Aladdin gets there. <laughs> um, well, what ends up happening is this happens at night. And what up ends up happening is while Aladdin's trying to sneak in, he trips an alarm. Um, and he's going up like on a maintenance way <laughs> up to the top floor. And as he's going, he keeps tripping alarms. Well, because this happens, the police get called to the building and mm -hmm. end up – they figure that he's going up to the top floor uh, because of who is there and this really high businessman and nobody knows who's doing this besides Jasmine and uh, the Sultan. Police get up there, confront him. 
and uh, <laughs> he ends up not Aladdin ends up not being able to complete his mission because <laughs> as I said before he is uh, mentally handicapped uh, gets scared when he comes out of the vent that he climbed out of uh, to get back in um, and starts throwing stuff at the cops because they obviously run into him because they're already waiting up there for him. Well, it ends up happening that one of the police has a tricky or an itchy trigger finger and accidentally shoots uh, Aladdin dead. And the Sultan runs to him, cradling in his arms, um, is unable to save him. Mm-hmm. And then after that happens, <laughs> the police, is, police go. I mean, obviously, the medical, all that comes, all that. Ends up in the end, Christopher Walken has a press conference and addresses the situation that happens in this building and tells them that Aladdin is his son and was shot by the police, um, stating that the police did their job and, uh, and for their protection they shot him. And that's how it ends. Fantastic. You know what popped into my head when you said that he was standing up to do the press conference? Mm-hmm. I imagine standing up to look at the deck of cards or his like notes and stuff. Just look it up and be like, I am Iron Man. No. No, he's not Iron Man. <laughs> I was uh uh you could you could do the same story with Christian Bale and it would actually just be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Colin. It was it was a complete. It was that wasn't even like a left turn. It's like you fucking Yui'd that shit. Bro. <laughs> I hope it was good. It was good. I liked it. I, I it it was funny. It had a good cast. It was sad. <laughs> You're a sick man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't I don't like the whole love story where uh, Jasmine and Lad have fallen. Oh, trust me. Yeah, there was, there's no love in this one. No, enough. there would not be any. <laughs> All right, you said it was called Aladdin, uh, the, Stolen Son? Yeah, The Stolen Son. Uh, it's called The Stolen Son because uh, Jafar, um, because he knows who he is, is kidnapping him and uh, taking him as, as his own. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Jafar gets off scot-free because there's no proof. Um, good. I'm tired of people getting in trouble and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked it. They they were all good shows. Um, all good uh, cast. All good plot lines. Um, now it's uh it's gonna be time for the uh, Twitter world to decide on uh which movie they prefer to listen to or watch, if you will. <laughs> um, I'll put that poll up a little bit later. Um, so they can uh do that and everything. I'll pin it up to um our uh page so it'll be up there we'll keep it up there for like a week or so just kind of get that those votes really coming in um real quick because i know we're getting towards the end of the show and everything uh we actually had uh, a couple users of our uh, hashtag on twitter did we yeah uh two of them actually came from our uh, guest on tonight's show and another one came from um 
a uh, guy called Mr. Ace. Uh, real quick, Mr. Ace, uh, I guess his, uh, was it Twitter handle is late F Ace, I guess. I don't know. I'm horrible with this shit. Um, he, he uses a Twitter account. He actually became our 1800th follower. Oh, on, fantastic. Uh, on Twitter. So, uh, I uh, kind of said like, you know, thanks for that. And he put at freaking show. Glad to help you out. It'll be 2000 in no time. Which, you know, I'm counting on. I mean, we've been uh, we've been doing this now for, was about eight months now. And we hit about yeah. 1,800, so I'm excited to keep going with that. And uh, the uh, Vengeful Jedi, um, you uh, used our hashtag on Twitter uh, to uh, mention yeah. a couple movies to us. Uh, can you explain uh, what The Boy is? Okay, so The Boy... Um, well, Joe was actually doing a pretty good job on the last episode of uh, describing it. Um, but basically it's this woman that's brought into this house to, uh, be the caretaker nanny for this boy, but it's actually, it's actually a doll and the doll is fashioned after the son of this older couple, which the son died years ago. Yeah. And, you know. And there's this very rigid set of rules that, you know, that she has to follow. Um, the old, the parents go away on holiday. And when she stops following the rules, things start to happen around the house. Okay. And, you know, basically starts, you know, coming after her. And it was okay. Um, the main actress in the movie was Lauren Cohan, whom mostly everybody recognizes as Maggie from The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, okay. I haven't seen it. I just I I really want to see it. So it was okay. Um, I mean, I thought the twist, like there's a big twist in the movie, and I thought it it was kind of predictable just because I've seen way too many movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was still enjoyable to see it played out on screen. And I liked the take that they took on it. Fantastic. Gotcha. And uh, real quick, you want to uh, kind of uh, describe frailty? Yes, frailty, which um, I actually immediately thought of when you guys were talking about Matthew McConaughey and trying to think of more serious movies that he's done. Mm -hmm. And this was it. It was uh, it was actually directed by Bill Paxton. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, and he was the he was one of the main actors in the movie. And basically, what it is is, well, it jumps between present and past. Um, in like in all of the past, which is where you spend most of the movie, uh, you have Bill Paxton as this father of these two young sons. Um, he like the, basically the voice of God speaks to him uh-huh. and tells him that, you know, they have to go out and kill demons that are masquerading around as normal people. Hmm. And one of the kids is, you know, all for it. And, you know, God's talking to us. We have to help dad. And, you know, the other kids like, set against these like no dad's batshit crazy we're not you know we, we can't do this he's killing people not demons 
Mm. You know, and it's really good. And then in the in the more present scenes, it's one of the kids all grown up talking to the police, telling them everything that happened. And there's another twist at the end of this one. And I really liked it because maybe it was just at the time I didn't see it coming, but even having seen the movie numerous times since, you know, I really liked it, but it was, is very interesting. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like uh, what um, what is it called? What was that Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds movie? Oh, oh shit! I forget. R.I.P.D. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like what that should have been. By which I mean a good movie. <laughs> yeah, which I, I I haven't seen that one just because I've. I heard many bet. I don't wow. know. I've, oh, I I've heard it. many it's mixed just... things. Yeah, it's one I of those. It. I, it's in my category of um, movies I would watch if it was like two in the morning on a Friday night and I was really sleepy and it was on TNT. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that movie. <laughs> Play in the background. <laughs> or like it's it's like Pacific Rim, R.I.P.D. Um, anything uh, like. Late 80s, early 90s with uh, uh, Van Damme, Jean-Claude Van Damme, or uh, any of the action heroes of that time period. Like Like, Steven Seagal. Right. Whose name I couldn't remember, so I'm glad you said it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I call them uh, movies movies my dad would watch to fall asleep on a Friday night. Not necessarily bad movies, not necessarily good movies. Your dad is the only guy I know who fucking falls asleep at somebody else's Super Bowl party during the football game <laughs> with a beer, with a beer balanced on his leg. Doesn't even have to hold it. <laughs> Just it's there. So when he wakes up, he can grab a sip real quick. Talented man. Only guy. Only guy. Yeah. We're sitting there. We're at a Super Bowl party having a good time. Clint, if you didn't know me and Joey are stepbrothers. Okay. So this is why I'm hanging out with his dad because his dad is my dad. We're at a Super Bowl party, having a good time. Everyone's laughing, having a good time. We're doing bets and shit like that. We go to ask Carl see if he wants to get on the pool. And he is passed out on the fucking couch during the football game while everyone else having a good time. My mom is like, oh, my fucking God. No way. <laughs> but he always does that. He tells me, like, he goes to baseball games. He can fall asleep in the uh, seats. Yeah. It's crazy. He won't fall asleep during NASCAR, though. I'll tell you that much. Dude, I can fall asleep in the craziest places. I've fallen asleep. I don't think I've fallen asleep at a sporting event. I have fallen asleep at a Super Bowl party. I've fallen asleep many times at movie theaters. <laughs> Been there. Um, w- once after a midnight show, my friends thought it would be funny to leave me in the theater. <laughs> oh, so I wake, I wake up to an empty theater and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Nobody even, get, like, even the workers didn't get you? No, only because apparently they were hiding outside the theater and told the workers what was going on, and they thought it was fucking hilarious. Oh. They were all in. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's hilarious. Oh, it was great. And I remember, too, it was like they were doing a special midnight screening of The Crow, and this was like a few years after it had originally come out. But, yeah, I I, I was just wiped long day fell asleep i'd already seen the movie before so i didn't care gotcha and it, but then i wake up like theater's empty i'm like oh shit <laughs> I, I, i'm starting to think of everything like wait a minute i didn't drive how the hell am i gonna get home and 
Yikes. Oh, jeez. Oh, I was fantastic. like, I don't have money for a cab. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good Clint, friends. Man. Good friends. Clint, I'm glad you came yeah. on and did this with us, man, because this was a blast. Oh, dude, this was great. We definitely need to uh, collaborate and do more. Absolutely. Why? Because like, I, would, I would love, uh, like, in the future, get you back on here and kind of just... Kind of just talk to you, like get to know you more, get to know your podcasting and like your history and podcasting a little bit more too, because I mean I listen to your podcast, man, and I enjoy them, and I mean like and uh, you know obviously no disrespect in any way to your co-host and everything, but I mean you kill it when you're on your own. Oh, you mean the uh, like the co-host that I currently no longer have? <laughs> well, oh, seriously? Um, Todd's computer basically blew up, so he's taking a hiatus from podcasting. Oh. Gotcha. Uh, however, the episode that I just put out like yesterday, my buddy Skip, uh, he's going to be filling in in the meantime. But yeah, dude, I have had just the worst shit luck with co-hosts. You know, I, I never wanted to ask, but I know I've, I know I heard you mention a couple times about your original com, co-host. Like, there was some bad blood or something like that. Um, oh, that was the second and third co-hosts. <laughs> See, I, I would love, if you're willing to, I'd love to get you back on and kind of just talk about these because I, I, I love oh, hearing yeah. stories about other people. <laughs> yeah, Chris, my original first co-host, the only reason that he had to uh, back out of the show was because he ended up picking up another job because his wife was pregnant and getting ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And he found another job, but we just couldn't find the time to make it work and... Yeah, that happens. And then I went solo for a while, then, you know, brought s- some other guys in, but that's, we'll, we'll get into that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, you're, uh, you're, well, you're at uh, episode 91 now, so you're not that far off um, 100. Actually, we just released 94. Oh, just, wow. You need to update your website then, bro. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> The thing things have been a little bit chaotic with between when I went to Florida and um, I ended up buying a laptop right when I came back because my computer died like right before the trip. Oh wow! You guys have really good luck. Sounds like. <laughs> oh, dude! Honestly, I'm surprised I made it this far. <laughs> oh man. But now everything, you know, and, and then I'm sitting here trying to record with people and like our internet was cutting out and it turns out that it was a bad line coming in. So I oh. had to have the guy come out and fix that. And that sucks. Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. If oh. podcasting weren't a passion of mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad I'm doing this now. I mean, like, because we're right now, we're sitting at uh, episode 35. So, I mean, like, we're, I mean, we're miles behind you, but. Yeah. But I can say I've listened to all 35, and I'm really loving where you guys are going with it. So let me let me That's ask very you, kind do, of you. Do you have one that is like the absolute worst one? I mean, like I want you to be honest with me because I hate the uh, part one of the Oscars just for how it sounded. I mean, if if I'm gonna go for audio quality, you know, and things like that, and just audio hiccups and things like that, you love like uh, four of them then. That well, that one does stick out as far as right. It that know. that was a weird one, and we we gotta do this. I think one day we're just gonna banter the shit out yeah. with both our podcasts because I think we got a little fun talking about it. You know the highs oh, and yeah. lows of the shows, and especially yeah. I mean obviously since you're you know you have three times the show as we do, I'm assuming you're gonna have three times the stories, and I would love to hear every single well, one of them. 
And two, it, it, it's hard for me to say that I particularly hate or dislike an episode, not just because I'm sitting here talking to you guys and I actually like you guys, Aww. but it's, it's more as a podcaster, I can understand where, you know, where things can totally come into play. Like, like when you were talking about, you know, that last episode and just, you know, kind of not mm-hmm. really being into it and things just like drag and burn down. Like, you know, I can kind of pick up on that and it, you know, I could see where it came across a little bit and, but I've been there. I understand that. And because I do, I can look past it and, you know, still enjoy whatever is there. Yeah. Well, see like the, and the biggest thing with me and uh, it, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, I guess with me, like when I do stuff, like I want to try doing it the best of my ability. I want to try getting out there. I want to be perfect. At the same time, I want to hear, I want to put out what I would love to hear. And I get like with the last episode, I mean, like personally, I was listening to it and I was like, this could be so much better. There could be so much more life into it. Um, and I, and we, I know we, I know we could do a lot better and that's what kept bugging me because if I'm not going to do anything right, I don't want to do it at all. And I love doing this. I love getting on here. I love talking. I love bullshit. I mean, I have a lot to say and sober is kind of eh, but when I drink, it is magnificent. It is true. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's like, I mean, like with last week's show, just like, it just bummed me out. Like it wasn't a horrible show. I mean, like. I mean, I listen to it. I recommend going and listen to it because we have a lot of good concepts on movies and stuff. It just, I know there could have been more excitement into it. And like I said, like, you know, we didn't promote the pod, the other podcast like I would like to keep doing. We didn't plug the uh, band like I wanted to. And we didn't do our uh, Week Freak that I wanted to keep doing consistently. And those are the things I want to try avoiding for the future. Um, but I mean, I, I love I love doing this podcast, and I love listening to your podcast. You know, I listen to you weekly. You know, I don't obviously I don't know the numbers, but if it pops up on because I yeah. subscribe to you on iTunes, so as soon oh, as okay. pops, so as soon as it pops up in the week, I don't pay attention to the number. I just go right into it. Which, by the way, I love the Duke Nukem thing at the beginning. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I t- I I was just looking up random clips one night, and I came across that, and I was like, yes, Kate it. <laughs> I love every every time I hear it, I laugh and I hit that little fifteen second rewind just to hear it one more time, <laughs> just because yeah. it is so funny. But you know, it's like I I mean I I listen to so many podcasts. Like I said, like because I mean my drive to and from work is an hour each, and I listen to one podcast on the way there, one podcast on the way back, and obviously I'll finish them out too because some do go over. Unless you listen to one of my like longer episodes and then you listen to that for like two days straight. <laughs> I, you know, and, and that's the thing too, like, cause sometimes like, like I'll go on longer trips and like, like Joey, uh, Joey's a co-host on Geekcast Live as well. And, uh, they did one show, it was like two and a half hours long. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah. So, I mean, and I listened to it, it felt like I didn't even like, was even driving. It just went by so quick. Um, which by the way, Joey, um, I'm pissed on your show because you guys did not, do the uh, mixed drinks like you're going to on that show? You're waiting for a later date. That pissed me <laughs> off. You know what? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should be giving up trade secrets over the air, but uh, the audio cut out uh, because Rob screwed up. And so it cut off because that's where that was where the audio quality ended. <laughs> I got. You. We don't even we don't even have the rest of that show. <laughs> it doesn't exist. 
Albert. That's my kind of thought it was. I don't want to assume that. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, real quick, because uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. Uh, real quick, um, Joey, what's uh, what's your week freak? Oh crap! I had an answer when I. Uh, Colin, what's your week freak? Thank you. I don't have anything right now. Clint, what's your week freak? <laughs> did we lose the did we lose the audio form again? No. Nah. Clint, Clint, you still there? Oh, well, it was acting oh. like he was here. I can go, I'm ready, I got it. Joe, what's your week freak? <laughs> uh I'm I'm really excited about the fact that I'm uh um oh he's he's uh there he is. Um <laughs> s- selling plasma. Really excited about it. I'm really excited. I said this yesterday, and and not that anyone knows, so I don't even have to say this, but um, I'm excited to play for Gen Con in blood. And I will never get tired of saying that. I'm going to be interviewing people. I'm going to be interviewing Mitch Gittleman from Harebrained Schemes at Gen Con, and I'm going to be like, Mitch, I need you to know I paid for Gen Con in blood. And he's going to be like, that's really weird, dude, but you keep doing you. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, I mean, you're doing a good thing for like get people, and I hear that that plasma is more important than the blood itself. You know, that's what so, I've heard. But yeah. I'm not doing it for other people. This is entirely selfish. Yeah, well, pff, no wrong with that. <laughs> uh, Colin, what's your week freak? Uh, I'm I'm finally going back down to Alabama for work. Yeah, nice. you're gonna be you're gonna be leaving us in a couple weeks. Luckily, we got a uh, an idea of, to uh, not skip a week, so. You know, lucky for that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm freaking out. I finally get to get more tropical smoothie cafe. Woo! Hey, I love that. <laughs> uh, Clint, uh, you got a week freak for us? Yeah, uh, two things actually. Uh, the upcoming right. Xbox Live games with gold. Um, for the 360, they're getting uh, Rainbow Six Vegas 2, which I absolutely love. So. I have a few friends that are going to pick that up, and I can finally get back into some terrorist hunt. And yes. uh, this Thursday, we're having like a massive potluck at work, and I'm a huge fan of food. So, awesome! That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, my free week um is that uh, for the first time in a long time, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways because. Um, I know you guys won't judge me, and if everyone wants to judge me, eh, that's their problem. Um, this Friday, I got my first date in a long time. Yes. Ooh. So, I'm really yeah. excited for you. So, uh, so I met this girl, and we were talking for a little bit, and unfortunately, between her vacation and me having phones and everything, we never have a opportunity to really meet yet, but we're going to, for the first time this Friday, we're going to take her out to dinner and talk and get to know her more. Um... I actually told her that I do podcasting, so I hope she hears this uh, show, which will actually be the day before our date, and she'll probably be like, my God, this guy's breathing way too much into this. Fuck this. <laughs> At which point you'll her, say, right now, oh, that's not me, that's Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm Geekcast Joe. You heard <laughs> But I was like, because I was telling her, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, we're doing, uh, we're doing, um, 
Disney, kind of a Disney episode tonight. We're going to recast Disney and do our plot story. She's like, oh, that's so awesome. I can't wait to hear it. And then halfway through it, I texted back. I'm like, if you love Disney, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, really? I'm like, it took a, it took a, it took a turn really quick. Oh, so, so you, just, I, I, uh, you texted that? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was halfway through. I'm like, I'm like listen, I know you. Like, how badly do you like Disney? Because I would listen to the show. She's like, oh, really? I'm mean, like, because I don't want to fuck this up. <laughs> but we'll see. I, I love this. I'm sure. It. Oh, yeah. I mean, she, she, she can listen to it all she wants. It's just. Just tell her I don't maybe her, after your date. be prepared. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell her to listen after because I don't want her to like think like, oh, I'm going on a date with Travis. Let me listen to his podcast. Yeah, so he chop up this dude's dick and shoved up this hooker's <laughs> mouth. and. Oh, hey, technically, oh, so I can take too. responsibility for. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, uh, Joey. Yes, sir. Every Thursday, our uh, listeners can catch Geek Cash Joe here on this freaking show. But where can they find you on Saturdays? On Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you can find me at the GeekCast Live podcast at geekcastlivepodcast.com slash podcast. Or if you don't like that horribly long URL, you can go to gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud by searching GeekCast Live. Perfect. Uh, Clint. Yes. Vengeful Jedi. Uh once again, I appreciate you coming on to the show and having fun with us tonight. Oh, dude, it was um, a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, we're definitely we're definitely doing it again. We're marking something down to, to get this. Uh, where can where can our listeners find you at? Well, uh, the Geek Dig podcast itself is on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, the Satchel Player, Player FM, and Google Play. Um, you can find us on Twitter at. Uh, you can find me either at Ventral Jedi or at Geek Dig Pod. Um, the website is geekdigpod.com. You can always shoot me an email at geekdigpod at gmail.com. And uh, there's also a uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash geekdigpod. And then I'm also a co-host on two other podcasts, uh, the Green Up Podcast, which is at greenuppodcast.com or at greenuppodcast on Twitter, or the Geek Up and Go Podcast, which is at geekupandgo on Twitter, and the website geekupandgo.com is currently still under construction. There is an awesome logo I had absolutely nothing to do with creating, but I still want people to look at the logo because it's awesome. And both of those podcasts are on iTunes and Stitcher. Fantastic. Perfect. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, real quick before we get off the air here, I just want to remind you to stay tuned to the end of the show to listen to another song by a local band called Ripley Street. We played a song uh, last week of theirs, and we're going to continue on to play another one this week. This one's going to be called Back Again, so stay tuned and listen to it. Uh, you can find them at RipleyStreet.com, or you can look on Facebook at Ripley Street Music. And, of course, you can find uh, this freaking show on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher just by searching this freaking show. If you go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Tell us how much you love us, because we love you, we love you to do that for us. Uh, go to our website, thisfreakingshow.com. Uh, we have uh, photos from uh, cons we've been to. we got a little uh, information on where we're going to be in the future. And you find a little bit about us. Um, as always, I am Travis Dick. I'm Awkward Kyle. And I'm Geek Cast Joe. And I'm Vengeful Jedi. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to another episode of This Freaking Show. I'm out.